0: The Holy Gospel for this Sunday comes from St. John, the ninth chapter. As he walked along, he saw a man born blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how are your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been formerly blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees began to ask him how he received his sight. He said to them, he put mud on my eyes, then I washed, now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, "'What do you say about him? "'It was your eyes he opened. "'He said, "'He is a prophet.'" The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight. They asked him, "'Is this your son, who you say was born blind? "'How then does he see?' His parents answered, "'We know that this is our son and that he was born blind.'" But we do not know how it is that he now sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have already told you, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples also? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to the one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and you are trying to teach us. Then they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven, driven him out, and when he found them, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me so that I might believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees heard him and said to him, Surely we're not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were born blind, you would have, you would not have sinned. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. This is another story that we could spend absolute days talking about. It is so deep and rich with a variety of things to say and to echo and to point out, but I'm not sure that's what we're looking for today. And so for today, out of all of this, I feel called to talk about the community and the struggle that they have with this man born blind. It's more more than a struggle, isn't it? It's a downright disrespect. You see, at the very beginning of the story, We have a few moments where we understand how this man has been treated his whole life. The very first is that he is a topic of conversation when he doesn't want to be. He's an example that people bring up. And he's an example that people bring up when they want to talk about sin. And so they come up to Jesus and they say, who sinned? that this man was born blind. His parents are him. And Jesus says, neither his parents nor this man sinned. He was born blind that the glory of God might be seen through him. And this is a huge moment. So many of us, and I think, It's an okay thing to believe, but so many of us believe that Jesus here is saying that this man was born blind so that after he is healed, we might see the glory of God. But I'm not sure that that lines up with how Jesus treats the rest of of humanity that he interacts with. I think that each of us are born the way that we are, that the glory of God might be seen through us. The man born blind was born the way that he is because the glory of God might be seen through him. I have been born the way that I am, that the glory of God might be seen through me. And all have been born the way that they are, that the glory of God might be seen through them. This man's blindness wasn't just something waiting to be changed. And only in sight can we see the glory of God. No. This man, as he was born, and later as he became, in both moments, in both time periods of his life, he was that way that the glory of God might be seen through him. He, like all other people, is made in the image of God, the imagio dei. This is not something that the community is used to hearing. This is someone, as we hear just a little while longer, or a little while later, I should say, that used to sit and beg. He's sitting and begging because no one is taking care of him. He's sitting and begging because he has no means for himself, nor does he have a support system that helps him out. He sits and he begs for his life. This is a community that did not treat him well. And later, when he is able to see, this is a community that wants to know why it's changed. Doesn't it strike you odd that this community is not celebrating immediately, but instead wants to know why things are changing from the way that they were? His neighbors ask him how he sees, and he tells them the story. The Pharisees ask, how he sees and he tells them again. The Jews ask how he sees and they drag his parents into it and they drag him into it and all of them ask over and over and over and eventually drive him out of town. It is not okay that something has changed. At least not for this town. It's not okay. When this man meets Jesus the second time, Jesus asks him if he if he believes in the Son of Man. He says, I'd like to. Tell me who he is. Jesus says, you have seen him, or you have seen him and the one talking to you is he. It's me. To use the words of the blind man, I am the man. This is a different thing than the rest of the town is doing. Jesus here is giving this blind, this once blind man opportunity. This, <laughs> this is a moment where Jesus is one of the first people, after he receives his sight, to interact with this man like he's not a problem. There are people in our world There are people in our world that are not treated in the way that they need to be treated. They're not treated with respect or dignity. They're not treated with the honor and grace that we treat one another. There are people in this world that are degraded simply because of who they are. We see this across racial divides. We see this across ethnic divides. We see this across able divides we see this across learning divides we see this across economic divides we see this across all kinds of divides faith divides some groups treat other groups badly and here is christ saying that every single group every single individual is made the way that they are that the glory of God might be seen through them. That's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing for a whole society to try to change what it normally does for the sake of just a small part of its society. It's also a powerful thing to see those same communities same communities come together and be able to serve the ones that are affected by this change i've seen so much of that from inside of our congregation and outside of our congregation people that want to help people that want to be of service to one another and that's a fantastic and marvelous thing and that'll be our calling for a long long time both as we deal with the echoes of this but also it's always our Christian calling to look throughout the world, to look for the ones that are sitting and begging for their life and to be the hands and feet of Christ that say the glory of God is seen through them. The glory of God is seen through all people. And then to treat them not like they are a problem, but like they are the very glory of God. I want you to know that God does not see you as a problem. I want you to know that God does not see you as something to be dealt with, but that God sees you as something that shows God's own glory, that shows God's own love. I want you to know that I think I might see you that way too. And that when I don't, or when I don't treat you that way, that is my own failing. And that is my own fault. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of rest. You are worthy of our work and of our effort to help one another and to serve one another. If you need help this week, Don't be afraid to ask. If you need someone to talk to this week, don't be afraid to call. If you need at all this week, it's okay. It's okay. Because you are a loved and beloved child of God. You're worth it. If someone asks for help this week, give it freely. If someone asks for help with it this week, it's okay. If someone needs help this week, share as best you can what you have. They too are worth it and a beloved child of God. It was really nice to talk with you this week. And I hope we get to see each other again soon. Amen.